0: Good evening. It's the beginning of June, 2022. I'm Sean Jobbins. With me tonight is Liz savard Roberts. Stick with us because it's time for independence. Yes. 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 yes Cymru Radio. Yes, yes. Radio Free
1: Wales.
0: Yes, yes. Yes. Joining me tonight is Liz savard Roberts, the Plaid Cymru MP for Dyfed-Monmouthshire, and we're going to be discussing the Crown Lands. So stick with us.
1: Yes.
0: Yes. Yes. Cymru Radio. Yes, yes.
1: Ah! Ah!
0: So, Liz, thanks for making time to join Radio Yes Company tonight. It's a big issue. We're going to try and stick just to this issue tonight. Uh, Crown property, the Crown lands. Can you just tell people exactly what it means and who runs it?
1: OK, well, the Crown estate and the, yeah. the, the most significant piece of this is the fact that the Crown estate manages the Welsh seabed out to a distance of 12 nautical miles. Now it also has some of the foreshore, um considerable amount of the foreshore, 50,000 acres of upland and actually some in- interesting um uh, mineral interests and particular gold and silver interests. But right. the major financial point here is that 12 nautical, nautical miles and what's happening to that in terms of renewable energy.
0: So, yeah, and so the one reason this has been in the news, well, it's been so probably about for years within uh, the national movement, why we don't control the Crown estate, but essentially you found out it's gone from worth like £50 million pounds, uh, years ago to worth approaching £600 million last year so absolutely huge increase and that's down to i'm guessing things like people seeing the huge potential the welsh seabed has in terms of renewable energy well there was one
1: specific event that happened uh february 2021 with what they call round four tendering on the offshore wind leasing and that's what saw this incredible increase you know from 50 million to just under 600 million in the value of the land of, of offshore. And this, of course, is because there are now companies tendering to be able to use that land in terms of, of offshore wind, uh, floating and, and fixed offshore wind particularly. And you know, we've seen how, again, the, the value has been increased for Scotland, Scotland being interesting because the Crown Estate is devolved since 2016 in Scotland. But in Wales, where it's not devolved, we're seeing it being handled in a different way. And it is for those of us who are interested in independence and where Wales's wealth would lie in the future. Well, look, look what's happening here. This is where the real potential lies into the future.
0: Yeah, so this is an absolutely ridiculous situation. First of all, we've got Tory and Welsh Labour MPs voting not to devolve Crown Estates to Wales, to the Senate, which is run by the Labour Party. So you'd think some Labour people would be glad of that. So Wales again sort of playing second fiddle uh, to what Scotland has. But secondly, as we in the company have been saying for years now, Wales is, has 15% of Europe, the whole continent of Europe, tidal energy power. So this is absolutely huge money spinning operation a chance again for wales to be creating a better future itself. And again we see this nonsense where people tell wales wales is too poor to be con- independent. And exactly the same people who make sure wales doesn't have control over the very things which could make wales an in- a rich country.
1: Yeah, I mean this is one thing that I just don't get how the Secretary of State for Wales justifies his role in this because he will tell me when I raise this with him in the, in the chamber in Westminster that nobody asks him for the Crown Estate to be devolved but at the same time he's telling us oh don't come to me with a begging bowl you know this is exactly <laughs> yeah. the sort of thing that, that Wales we, we could be doing this for ourselves now I mean let's not get too tied up with the with the, the increase in value of the of, of the tendering yeah. rounds what we need to look at is what's being done in Scotland and what we could do more effectively here now the particularly interesting point now if we if welsh government managed this and they were tendering out these uh, if you like you know, the, the means to use the the seabed the, the yeah. they would then be able to put into those contracts specific supply chain contractual requirements yeah. so that could be a stuff being produced in wales people being employed in wales we could look at the the extra the associated jobs in universities say Swansea, Bangor, you know, there's a whole host of ways of making the money that is being generated in the Welsh seabed actually stay in Wales. And we all know that the, the extractive history of Wales is the money doesn't stay here. It just passes through. Thank you very much. And be grateful for a few frontline jobs you might get along the way.
0: Yes, as you said, and you said in, in the Welsh language version of this podcast, you know, it's the same extractive economy and same as slate going out of Wales, coal going out of Wales. Now, that the seabed is essentially going out of Wales and following the same lines out, which are the same railway lines out. Uh, and so again, we're bleeding dry, though Wales is a very, very rich country.
1: Yes, and, and these are really exciting sorts of energy generation into the future, electricity generation into the future. Yeah. Now, by now, we all know that the demand for electricity with you know, the, the, the reduction, yeah. demise of fossil fuels, we are going to need so much more and we're already you know, we're, we're the fifth highest exporter of electricity in the world. We need to be playing to our strengths. Here is a strength that if only this had been devolved, we could be starting to do more with it. So, you know, in all instances, we must be pushing for these really practical things that we could do and ask you know, the fundamental unfairness. Why, if it was good enough for Scotland to have this when, with, 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 with the Scotland Act back in 2016, why wasn't it good enough for
0: Wales? And Labour Party supporters and members who support independence need again on the back of Welsh Labour MPs who, again, with things like HS2, voted in the Wales Act in 2017 against devolving basic things. Like that. You could still support the union, but have also an equitable uh, situation in Wales and Scotland has similar powers. And this is not the situation.
1: Well, well, there was. I mean, when it came to which powers would be considered for the, uh, the Wales Act 2017, there was... A effectively a tick box exercise as so whether there was cross party agreement on power x power y for example mm-hmm. devolving policing to wales and when it came to labor they said they didn't want it so it was that that was that that went
0: and they and they keep whinging about things not being fair
1: yes and uh, people have got but to be to be to way. be if i must say i i must get off my <laughs> um, just, I'm not. I'm not have, just having a go at everybody. The, no. the the commitment to devolve the management of the Crown Estate to work for that is part of the cooperation agreement between Plaid Cymru and and, and Welsh Labour government. So there's a commitment there, which I'm very glad to see. Um, evidently you don't just get something by asking for it particularly with the government that we presently have in westminster which are you know, they, they are centralizing to the centralizes centralists, centralists to the point of ide- ideology we need to be working into the future but i very much hope that the welsh labor can make sure that the labor party holds to its word
0: yeah i, I don't trust the welsh labor mps at all i think the welsh government can be worked with and, and i think they understand what's at stake or at least a good section do i, I think the welsh labour mps just have an eye on that ministerial uh, car which they will hope to have in a few years time but i'm still not sure they'll win that election so i'll, I'll try and keep off party politics yes, for a really while liz <laughs> um but in, in the end it, it does come to that people start need to start voting differently um i think the other thing which does well, it irritates me is when we hear the people who tell us Wales is too poor. Exactly the same people who tell us we can't have the control of the means of production over the things which will make uh, Wales self-sufficient, and also not have the begging bowl, as you quite rightly said, Tories always accuse Wales of doing. But also, people the same people are complaining that you are know, saying that all the good jobs in London. Well, the, part of the reason for that is because our headquarters are always in London. And again, with devolving or having powers over the Crown Estate, we could be having headquarters here in Wales and doesn't have to be in Cardiff either where they do good jobs
1: we we are overly accustomed to having just the branch offices out out here and we we need to think I mean looking at our communities communities particularly say Holly Head and Milford Haven Holyhead, dependent on the Irish trade. We know that that's dropped by, I think, round about 34% following Brexit. We know that Milford Haven is dependent on fossil fuel and that fossil fuel will steadily phased out. We need to look for the sake of those communities what could be done. But the wider question when it comes to electricity, which is always really interesting to me, is that we generate so much. And I think of a community like tannagrisha where you've got a fantastic hydro scheme feeding into the national grid over their heads. And yet we are suffering extreme fuel poverty because the standing charges we have to pay here are so much higher than people have to pay in London because the argument is that the distribution of electricity costs more back to rural areas. But we're generating yeah. the stuff. You know, there's a fundamental <laughs> inequality there, uh, which, 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 which You know, it it is my my job as a politician to draw attention to. And it's all our jobs of people who can have any influence on this to to make a difference about.
0: Well, it's the 19th and 20th century again, isn't it, Liz? It's like in the past, it was Slate and coal and steel was extracted and sent away, and we didn't see much uh, benefit of it. And now with you know, the seabed, you know, so Wales is a very rich country, historically a very, very rich country, natural resources, and with a small population, which means there's a lot of money to be spent around a small population, and we're not seeing enough of it because we're not independent. So being dependent on Westminster keeps Wales poor. We're Ex- poor because we're with the Westminster and, rule. And,
1: and we see it very clearly now. So it's a duty on us to act. You know, and again,
0: the, the clear situation where the same people saying, oh, Wales doesn't have the taxable base. This is the one I get quite often. Uh, to not enough people are in a high tax bracket. And of course again one reason for that is we don't have these kind of jobs again like running big infrastructure projects like hydroelectricity or you know tidal powers uh, which are kept in the southeast of England by the same people who want to keep those jobs in southeast of England and we even have MPs of here who so are happy with our situation as long as they get their little ministerial car or maybe the chance or the sniff of one in a few years time. Uh, I'm very glad, Again, uh the producer, has typed over to say that there's some events around the Crown Estate being organised by Yes I'm really excited about this, this is, Liz, this is great stuff. So on the 11th and the 12th, there's going to be banners on beaches. Uh, and that's going to be to raise awareness about the whole issue of the Crown Estate. So if you live by a beach or you fancy a day out on the beach, get in touch. There's all those towns starting with Aber except Aberhonddy Breck, and maybe you're basically all on the coast, there's no excuse. Let's get some banners on beaches and make a big festival. about this town, crown estate. is worth almost half a billion pounds in terms of, and also uh, Gaynor tells me that the Escamry are bringing out the second free newspaper, and there'd be an article there about the crown estate as well. So this is a great issue which you've worked really hard, uh, Liz Savage Roberts, to put on the agenda, to get the facts out there, and hope this campaign by Escamry will help support that.
1: Yeah, and we, you know, this is something we could do this for ourselves, and you can just see the potential on so many levels the income, the nature of the jobs, and the fact yeah. that we would be you know, making the best use for ourselves of our own resources.
0: Uh, and it's long-term jobs because the sea isn't going to go away, no, nor the, is the tide. You know, Nor these is the are tide, not jobs. Nor they, is the wind.
1: <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> these
0: aren't jobs like Amazon, which are going to be shipped away to another country. These are stuck here. So this is good economic, sound politics. Look, we need to get these papers out, people. So these pe- papers don't deliver themselves. This is a big re- revolution. You, yes, you listening to this podcast, need to get out and put a hand in and start delivering these newspapers. Look, last year, Yes, Cymru supporters and members distributed distributed 400,000 copies of the first Yes, Cymru free newspaper. That means it reached a million people in Wales, which is a third of the people of Wales, Cardiff, Carnarvon, Wrexham, Aberystwyth, Swansea, all kinds of places. So we need everyone to put another effort. It's a good laugh. Stick a podcast, stick the Radio Yes comedy podcast on when you're delivering uh, or stick some music on as a good way to meet, meet Yes Company people after two years of COVID. So keep an eye on that if you're a member you get in touch if you're not follow the social media. But we really need people to bring out the flags on beaches and also to distribute the newspapers. Liz, I mean, I think there's other things we could be discussing. Um, but I'm just going to ask you quickly, maybe to wrap up this this interview on Radio Yes company. I mean, what is the dynamics there at the moment with yes with Westminster? Looking from the outside, it looks an like absolute shambles. It seems to be very short term. It's basically Boris trying to keep his skin in the game. But is there any idea? I mean, what's happening? How was things like the election? Election we had in Northern Ireland affect, if it, if at all, the body politic over there.
1: The the election of of Michelle O'Neill as the first minister of Northern Ireland is extremely exciting. What is extremely depressing is looking at the Westminster government (laughs) using the Belfast Good Friday agreement with the same cynicism as they're using the uh, trade and cooperation agreement, which they negotiated themselves as a a short termist means of shoring up their power. I, I, I... I wouldn't like to guess where things are going, but I cannot see that Boris Johnson has any authority. And it is grimly, because this is the way that Westminster works, because they have a majority. The Tories have foisted an immoral, ethics and principle-free individual as their leader on the rest of us, and it's yeah. only them who can get rid of him.
0: Yes, well, that's it, but... <laughs> And they'll just keep, and you if know, he leaves and then, what comes in his place doesn't exactly um... Inspire confidence, either. I think within in for an interesting decade. I don't think we've seen the start of what the fallout in the Ukraine has been yet. So I think that's going to have ripple effects in years to come. I think, as I said, the um, the election of Sinn Féin in Northern Ireland. We've got uh, the last podcast, the recent podcast discussing Northern Ireland. So have a listen to that. Uh, and of course, there's what's happening in Scotland, and if there's going to be a ref sometime, that's up in. Up in the air as well. So there's a lot of things happening, and this is why it's important that yes, committee people get organised, get talking to people, because we need to create a mass movement. Because there is going to be something happening quick, pretty big, and I think quicker than people think. And we in Wales need to be ready with the arguments, like the one about the Crown State which Liz has discussed with us tonight, and with other things as well so keep in touch follow the podcast share it and get in touch with your company and get active liz savage roberts a fantastic mp i got so much respect for you for the <laughs> time and the work no seriously you know i think batting for wales doing the work that several the mps are doing uh, in, in in the time you got you have and, and not just living off expenses, like um, I've always seen different uh, money, and I wonder how much expense has been claimed for all those buntings by Tory MPs recently with the Jubilee. In any case, I, I'll be quiet. Liz Howard, I was still Canadian Thanks for making the time tonight. This was the, I think, sixth effort we had to speak to you because you're such a busy person, and you're we're always stood up by you, Liz. But uh, you had more important <laughs> thing. to no, do. No, well, I'm, I'm sorry, I think it was, it was
1: votes and other yeah, stuff. Other,
0: yeah, boring <laughs> things like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, doing the day job, but even in the evening on a Wednesday night. So, Talk about Chile. Thanks for talking to us. Okay. I'm sure we'll have you again on, on Radio Yes Can Be uh, podcast. And thanks for friends listening. Download us on Spotify, Apple, wherever you listen to podcast and share it to the friends. Until the next time, Pau take care.
1: Lovely. Ciao. Yes. 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 yes Can Be Radio. Yes. Independent news and views from independent nation. Yes. yes. yes.